Get the sack to supersize your business. Sharon Horn Elstrom here with some sacks, plastic sacks, of course, not the kind of sacks we're talking about today. To get the sack means to be fired, to be let go, to get dismissed from your job. And there's lots of expressions or idioms for getting canned, getting fired, getting a pink slip, get the axe, uh, get your walking papers, all kinds of ways to describe, you're out of here, you're fired, you don't work here anymore. And I'd love to be here today telling you, oh, Oh, I've never heard that. I've never been fired. I've never been let go from my job, which would be absolutely ludicrous and outrageous because uh, I, I think especially now with COVID-19, so many people have gotten let go, gotten laid off, gotten furloughed. Furloughed is the big one right now. And that is got nothing to do with you, right? It really doesn't. And so when that happens, we don't take it personally. We don't take it personally when we're laid off or let go or furloughed or something like COVID-19 comes and millions and millions of people have found themselves out of work overnight. Now, this, this idiom to get the at, get the sack, get the axe, get the sack comes from a time back in like the 1500s when tradespeople would carry their tools around with them. They took their tools from job to job to job and they would, if they were let go from the job or the job ended, they would get the sack, meaning they would get their tools and they would leave and they would move on to the next job, the next role, the next, the next thing that they were going to do. And so it was called getting the sack. Now, there, there are a couple things about this that, uh, that came to mind when I saw this idiom and was reading about and learning and studying about this idiom today. There are industries today that have still carried on this bring your own tools mentality and we're not going to pay you for um, the, the hours unless you actually work and make money for the company. It's like being a lawyer with billable hours, but you're a tradesperson with tools and we're really not going to treat you fairly and pay you fairly because we want to make all these profits. I've got some real issues with this and it, I've seen it in a couple of industries now. I've seen it, it's, and it's not with the entire industry, it's with different organizations and different businesses and companies within an industry. The auto mechanics industry is an example of this where there are uh, mechanics that work on your cars that in different businesses, in different companies, have to buy all their own tools to the tunes of tens of thousands of dollars, but they're only paid for the hours that they actually spend fixing your car, even though you're charged for the book value of a certain job. So say you need to get your brakes done and the book value is 10 hours. So the company's gonna charge you for 10 hours. The mechanic's gonna do it. Maybe it takes him two to five hours and he's gonna get paid only for the two to five hours that he works. He's not gonna get paid for the 40 hours he's at that business, at that job on call waiting for work to come in. He's only paid for the job that he actually performs, the hours and the minutes that he works. But he's paid, say, $25 an hour, and I have no idea, but the job is billed out for 10 hours. So he's paid, like say it's two hours, he makes 50 bucks on a job that's supposed to take 10 hours that they're billing you at $100 an hour or $150 an hour or whatever it is. So uh, my pet peeve with that is providing the tools for someone to do their job, just like the training and everything else, that is a cost of doing business. And if your business model doesn't absorb and take into account that entire cost fairly to the people that are working for you, the business model is gonna fail. So businesses can get away with it right now. I remember my daughter worked for a retail company at the Mall of America and she was on call all the time. 
but she was only paid for the hours that she worked. But she had to always be within an hour that she could get her rear in there whenever they would call her. They never did a schedule, but they would call her. To me, ridiculous. I couldn't believe she ever even did that job, much less for as long as she did it. And of course it was young when she was in high school and I'm like, this is crazy. This is not a business running a business. This is ridiculous. They're running it on the backs of people that are always on call. And then if you didn't, if you weren't available within an hour, you would get fired. Ridiculous. Business practices like that are not sustainable. They're not long-term. It means your business model is broken and you better fix that business model if you wanna stay in business long-term. So that's my warning with respect to the meaning and the, the tools in a sack aspect of this. Now. Getting fired, like I said, I'd like to say I've never gotten fired, but I totally have. One time, hurt my feelings really bad because I was sick and I had never done anything wrong in that job and I took it really personally. Otherwise, the other times I've been fired, it was really a blessing. And even that one was a huge blessing in disguise, right? We always feel bad at when things happen that were are outside of our control and that we feel like we didn't deserve when they happen, but there's always a gift and a blessing in that. And when we look for that and find that, we're always better off. So just the one time I felt bad about, and beyond that, I, I was like, no, nope, see you later. Yep, not a good fit. Or, hey, I know the company was sold to someone else. Everybody's ready. Here's the team. See you later. This is what I'm going to do. And that's, that was actually my invitation. My final exit from corporate America was one of those where I was let go from actually my favorite job ever in corporate America. And that was because the company sold to another company. It's since sold three more times. So I'm really glad that I didn't stay that as my career path and as the direction I was going with my life. It would have been, uh, it would have been fine, but it wouldn't have been as fun and as roller coaster-y and uh, I wouldn't have gotten nearly the experiences that I have by, by going on a diff, down a different road, down a different path. The other thing, hiring and firing people, I've had to do a lot of that throughout my life and throughout my career. Not firing so much, but hiring. And the, the challenge with the whole the getting the sack hiring and firing process is that it's expensive it's time-consuming it's a lot of work and so you want to do it right into the best of your ability like a lot of things when you're running a business and so every time you find that someone isn't working out and that it's not a fit I say as painful as it might be to our egos we want to do an exit interview with people we want to try to get or an exit survey or at least get some information from them to find out what we can do better right it's a continuous improving thing and maybe we just hired the wrong person for the job. Maybe the fit just wasn't right. It's almost never a person-specific reason that someone gets let go or leaves a job. It's almost always a people conflict or personality or communication issue or something like that. And you want to know what those are so you can fix those in your culture and in your business. So just like we personally want to always be getting better and being a better version of ourselves, we want to be doing the same thing with our company, with all of our processes and systems so we don't make hiring mistakes, so we find the best fit for the jobs that we're trying to do, for not only the jobs but also for our culture to create the culture that we want in our organization. Again, it kind of comes down to treat people the way you want to be treated. If you've ever been let go from a job or an organization, you may, you may not want to tell people what you think. And then you may, you may want to. You may want to say, every job I've ever left, I've wanted to leave behind. Hey, this is, this is why, I, and even if I was let go, this is why I'm not here anymore. Because I left more jobs and moved on to different careers and different things than I was fired from. When you're as old as I am, you've had a lot of experiences, but some of them good, some of them bad, and that's what we learn. We always want to learn from the bad experiences so we don't repeat them. So love to know your experience with this particular idiom. Have you ever gotten the sack? Have you ever been let go from a job? And you know what kind of an impact did it have on you? Did it change you in any way? Did it 
you know, wreak havoc with your confidence. I know, the, like I said, that first time was the hardest, but after that, pretty much nothing. It's just like, okay, next thing, what's next? Sit, have an awesome day. I'll be with you tomorrow with another interesting idiom. What does it mean? Where does it come from? And how can you use it in your business right now? Take care.